재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Today about 41 million children under the age of 5 are overweight And this number is expected to double in the years to come, according to the World Health Organization. So in order to reduce this growing childhood obesity problem, the British government has recently announced it will impose a tax on excessive sugar levels in soft drinks. To find out more about this policy, we are pleased to be joined by Professor Navid Sattar of Metamotic Medicine at the University of Glasgow. Hello. Hi, good morning. Well, thank you for joining us, Professor. First, I suppose uh, we need to get some background on this new sugar tax, uh, what exactly it is, how it came about, and what its main goals are. Okay. uh, Clearly, in the UK, as in many of the high-income countries, we have seen a substantial rise probably since the 1980s in the levels of obesity, both in adults and also within children. And we're now at a level... as we all know, of roughly one in three to one in four of adults being, uh, frankly, obese and uh, rising levels of uh, obesity in young children. And it's clear, actually, right from the start, that the main cause of obesity is not underactivity, it's overconsumption of calories. And I think no one should be in doubt that eating too many calories or drinking too many calories is the main culprit. And therefore, the government has been... uh, badgered, as it were. I mean, we've been putting lots of pressure on the government, providing evidence from all sources that, uh, that we need to do something. And, and uh, clearly the easiest target is having a sugar tax or a drink, a tax on sugary drinks, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, has, will be implemented in 2018 uh, to try and increase the price of sugary rich drinks so that uh, there's a differential in price, that they're much more expensive than the diet drinks, perhaps helping... Uh, many young children and consumers take more diet drinks and less sugary drinks. So we can, I think what you're saying is we can institute as many of these uh, fitness campaigns throughout the country, uh, implement exercise programs within various schools, but that will not uh, fundamentally solve the problem uh, as to excessive consumption of calories, and that is why we are targeting you are targeting sugar because that would be the easiest target, uh, 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 I guess, among a host of other, I suppose, excessive consumption habits like, I suppose, uh, simple carbohydrates and what have you? No, exactly correct. I think, uh, exactly, we will not solve this obesity epidemic by just trying to get people to be more physically active. It's just it, physical activity helps prevent putting on weight, but actually if we're consuming too many calories, the amount of activity, additional activity we would have children and individuals to do would be really substantial and it's just we just cannot keep up to do enough so we have to cut calorie intake and the easiest target the one that no one really uh, would argue against is cutting the amount of sugary drinks Um, because clearly there are healthy alternatives there's water there's a range of diet drinks that people can easily have rather than having drinks full of sugar which has uh, no nutritional benefit whatsoever And so when we have the original, I suppose, like in the United States, this food pyramid where they talk about saturated fats and what have you, we do point the culprit to these things like like sugars as being the main problem. Does that then, I suppose, lead policymakers to try to think about issuing new dietary guidelines? No, I think the dietary guidelines are fine as they are. I think it it would be wrong to say that this sugary drinks tax of its own is going to solve the the problem. It's not. It's just a small start, and it's a very small start. 
I think m- most people who are overweight and eating too many calories are eating it pre- predominantly in the form of fat. Uh, but also, you know, people who tend to eat too much fat also tend to have too much uh, refined sugar as well. So um, I think whilst this is a good step in the right direction, we really do need to look at the whole sort of food uh, intake um, within society. And there's far too much easy calories available, cheap mm. calories in the form of uh, excessive fat and sugar. And, of course, too much salt as well. And all those three things have to be looked at. And, you know, if I was a, if I was a politician and I had the power to, to you know, the, the, one of the things I would do would be to, to, be, to mandate putting total calorie content on all foods um, so that people will then understand how much calories they're putting in their mouths. I mean, for example, if you go to a, uh, a coffee bar t- uh, today and have a latte and then a bun, a cake, yeah. you, you, what you may not know is that the latte might contain 250 calories and the bun might mm. contain another 300 calories. So that what you might think is a small snack is in fact about over 500 calories, more than a quarter or around about a quarter of your total calorie intake. And I think that kind of messaging may help consumers change their behavior, which would in turn lead to uh, food industry providing better quality foods with less calories, less dense and healthier calories. I think that's the kind of uh, direction of travel I would like to see. It's often been argued uh, among various pundits that this is largely also a class issue, Professor, um, whether you see uh, the higher income brackets and then the lower income brackets and their access to quality foods, you often see uh, uh, obesity rates higher among the lower income strata. Are those also issues that we see that policymakers, uh, especially in the UK, are aware of and are trying to solve? No, absolutely. I think you uh, have got it exactly correct. There are strong social gradients in obesity, um, and uh, we are seeing, you know, in terms of health consequences, uh, more diabetes in the poor uh, social classes, particularly poor young men, um, and that obviously has health, long-term health consequences. But not only that, you know, the thing, obesity is a major issue. I mean, let's forget the health consequences, but actually individuals. Uh, who are obese or overweight actually have a poorer quality of life. They have lower self-esteem. Um, they get more abused by, you know, by their by their schoolmates. Mm. So, uh, so, so there are lots of issues, and I think as a society, you know, we could let this continue to happen, or we might say to ourselves, actually, perhaps we should try and solve these things to allow people to more easily, um, more easily, and without much conscious effort, lead healthier lives. And that means actually. Uh, cutting total, you know, cutting excess calories out of, you know, out of the food um, infrastructure. But that's a very, very difficult task yeah. because, as we all know, there is an abundance of of fast food and snacks and uh, all all over society. So, to me, that one of the easiest ways would is the sugary drinks tracks, and the next easiest thing would be total calorie content in all foods, uh, uh, along with an educational program. Um, but the wider goal would really be to cut to make more healthy foods available and cheaper and more of the unhealthy mm. foods less available and much more expensive so that people are led, again, without conscious effort, to eat a better quality diet. Are you confident in terms of the, obviously we don't know the empirical uh, results yet of this policy, but this will lead to a tangible reduction in obesity rates in the UK? Um, to be honest, I'm not sure. I think, you know, it's not going to be introduced till 2018. Um, where other countries have implemented something similar, for example, Mexico, they have seen a reduction 
in the intake of sugary drinks um, and and an increase in the you know diet drinks. So that has been welcome. I think again, I would stress that this may well help reduce the levels of obesity, but by only probably a small amount. So if there is an effect and we need to monitor it, mm-hmm. it will be a small effect. And we, this is not going to reverse the obesity epidemic. It may slow it. It may have some small impact, but this should only be the beginning of a, a, a range of measures. So um, let's evaluate it right. and time will tell. All right. Very good. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Absolute pleasure. Professor Navid Sattar from the University of Glasgow, Soul City News, up next.